Happy January 6th, everybody. This is Stephen Mielhausen with another edition of the Walkway Fight Club. I am Stephen Mielhausen. Man, what a time this is. Whew. I was going to have something up earlier in the week, and I don't know. I just started not feeling good. Really bad cold. I was kind of knocked out there for a couple days, but it is the work. My work week starts today. <laughs> Rocking and rolling. We're stronger, bigger, better than ever. What a time it is. I want to thank everybody. First of all, thank everyone for listening to the podcast, recapping day one. Brock Lesnar, once again, becoming the WWE champion. A lot of feedback on that. So the bottom of my heart, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. Coming up, before we get to the guest for today, and it is a, it is a one I did not expect to have, but very, very, very glad to have him nonetheless. Don't forget, download, subscribe, rate, review, and any of your favorite podcasting platforms. We're on all of them. Apple, Google Play, Spotify. Stitcher, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to podcasts, that's where we are. So make sure you guys give that a whirl. Download, subscribe, rate, and review. Also, we got the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash walkway to fight club. This interview is not available via video, but the ones with Charles Martin, Drew McIntyre, and Frank Sanchez are on the YouTube page. And we also got an Instagram. I've been posting a little more on there. It's at walk. It's walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. But today's guest is Braun Breaker, the new NXT Heavyweight Champion of the World, defeating Tommaso Ciampa this past Tuesday on NXT, the version of New Year's Evil. Very, very good match. I'm very impressed with Mr. Braun Breaker. Less than a year in the business, and I gotta say. He wrestles like a veteran. He wrestles, and if you don't know, he is the son of Rick Steiner and the nephew of Scott Steiner. So why they came up with Braun Breaker, I didn't bring that up. He's talked about it enough. But I wish it was just Bronson Steiner. I think it would be more more him. But WWE is WWE, and they're going to do their thing. And just let them do it, because they're not going to listen to nobody else. So we'll get more into that in a minute. But I wanted to... Wanted to get into this really quickly because it was a, a numbing day yesterday for the WWE is another mass exodus. This time they went to the NXT level and releasing Road Dog, William Regal, Dave Kapoor, you know, Timmy T. Thatcher, oh, oh God, I forget his name under that. Scott Armstrong, A Steel. A lot of people getting, and there's a couple more, and their names are slipping my mind. But a mass exodus, this time to the NXT route, taking in Sean Ross Sapp, a Fightful first reported all the news. And he reported also about with Triple H and this being Triple H's guy, sending a message to him, and that is accurate. I can confirm that report. And trying to get a reaction of how he's feeling, I can't really... I really can't say because I don't know. But, uh, you know, how do you get rid of guys like Road Dog and especially Regal? And you've seen all this talent talking about how influential Regal's been and what Regal has done for their careers. And 
I, I don't get it. Why are you getting rid of guys like that? Guys like Regal and Road Dog are so invaluable to the core of everything. I, that I just don't get. That's a baffling one. Road Dog, I can kind of get because he had been in and out of trouble, but like with Regal? How? Regal should be should have been one of those guys that had a job for life. Should have been considered a here's a lifetime contract. You're not going anywhere. It's just that was the biggest head scratcher to me. In the little interaction I've had with William Regal, very nice guy, such a gentleman. He takes the time to listen. And that's and you you could tell and from talking to different people about just him and doing interviews of how respected he is and you don't I don't hear a bad word anytime I bring up William Regal to anybody you don't hear a bad a bad word about him I found it so interesting and so devastating like, I, I would love to know the mind process of wanting to get rid of these guys it makes no sense I don't get it. I really don't. It's a shame. That one, it just really... Like, I expect Regal to get picked up. I'd be shocked if AEW doesn't pick him up for, like, talent relations or something along that line. That guy can spot talent. He can spot it. He's that good. I would definitely expect I'd be very pleasant. I'd be pleasantly surprised if William Regal is not involved in talent relations in some way, some form, with AEW. Or if I'm Impact, I'm throwing the money at Regal. You want to get a buttload of talent and respect the talent, and catch that next gem. William Regal is the guy. I don't expect William Regal to be unemployed long. Same thing with Road Dog. I don't expect him to be gone too long either. This is very, very, it's a very, it's the same thing with Dave Kapoor. Very talented guy. That was a shock. Timothy Thatcher, I think, can end up anywhere. Impact, I think he'd be great in Japan. There's just more talent out there that shouldn't be getting released. I think that's, it's a tragedy. Another tragedy. But we'll get into my thoughts on AEW after the interview with Braun Breaker, but don't forget, download, rate, review, and subscribe to the Walkway to Fight Club. We're roaring, guys. We're hitting international. We're still ranked among the top podcasts in Germany, so the German fans, thank you so much. It means a lot. It is greatly appreciated, but enough of me. You want to hear from the new NXT heavyweight champion of the world, the one, the only, Braun Breaker. No, I've been off most of twenty. I've been off all of twenty twenty two. It's technically I'm still off, but you know what? I I I got approached by WWE and I couldn't turn this down for the first one of the year. And big night for him last night. He beat Tommaso Ciampa to become the new NXT Heavyweight Champion, the one and only Braun Breaker. And how does it feel, Braun, to be called NXT Heavyweight Champion of the World? Um, and it's a dream come true. Um, you know, I couldn't be more thankful uh, for 
just to be a part of this organization, be a part of WWE. And, um, and thankful for the fans and WWE Universe and, and, uh, and just unbelievable moment for me. Is the moment sunk in yet or no? Um, honestly, not really. I mean, no, man. It's just kind of, I'm, I'm still kind of numb, to be honest, like just from the night. And, um, I just, it's, it's surreal right now. How much sleep did you get? <laughs> uh, not much. <laughs> and you're out doing media this morning. Not much at all. <laughs> You got no sleep, and you're doing media in the morning. That, that's a true definition of a world champion right there. That's yeah, part of it, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I ask, you know, I also cover boxing and mixed martial arts, and I, I always ask fighters when they become champions, sort of champions, and I'm going to ask you the same thing. Are you, what did you do with the belt when you got back last night and got back to the room? Do you... Do you take a bunch of pictures? Do you just stick, put it on a shelf and you just sit and stare at it? Do you hold it and sleep with it? Do you put it on the put it next to you on the bed? Where, what, what, what were some of the first things you did with that belt last night? I just kind of held on to it and just kind of looked at it. Because um, I've been dreaming this moment my whole life. Um, and it's just, uh, you know, it's an emotion, emotional situation i just i just held on to the belt i just looked at it man because it's um you know, this is more than just championships i mean this is this is legacy this is uh this is bloodline this is almost 30 years of groundwork that my dad and uncle have laid you know ahead of me and um you know they were multiple time world champions tag team champions they've they've had their career speak for themselves and um you know, it's, it's just a surreal moment that, I'm, you know, I mean, I get this opportunity and um, you know, I'm excited. You know, you're 24 years old. You know, I think a 24 year olds and, you know, they don't they don't reach the success you have that quickly, regardless of, you know, you look at combat sports, you look at like wrestling and MMA and boxing. It doesn't it's only a select few. You know, you got guys like Brock Lesnar, you got. Randy Orton on the WWE side and then unboxing you got like Mike Tyson, you got John Jones in the UFC and it's a rarefied air to be that young and to be put in such a high profile position. How have you prepared yourself for this moment? You know, you came in and you got shot to the moon and you know, and you've done very well in a short amount of time. How do you stay so grounded when you haven't been in the game too long? Um, I think this just comes down to how I was raised and, you know, how, how I've kind of treated things my entire life. There's always been a high expectation for me and, and, a, and a high bar for me to, to obtain just because I'm Rich Steiner's son. And it's, it's been that way my whole life you know, in, in athletics and school, um, no matter what I'm doing, um, anything that I'm doing has got to be above and beyond. It's, it's the standard. So, um, it's been that way forever, man. So I'm used to it. I, I treat it like, as a challenge, man. Anything that gets put in front of me that nobody thinks I can do or nobody thinks I can achieve or it, people think it's too high or whatever, I mean, I, I go after it. So, you know, I just, I, I accept the challenge. Do you ever feel, since you were young, have you, have you always felt that chip on your shoulder or 
or just you, you or do you tr just try to block all that out and what the people are saying and just focus on what's ahead um a little bit of both man i, I i'm very focused person I, I i do put the blinders on and just and just lock in and focus on my job and everything but i do have a chip on my shoulder and, and it's been that way my entire life pretty much in athletics and um you know i've always been aggressive and and, and um and just violent and uh, you know that's you know i love physicality man i'm in the, in the right business for it and <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are my friend you know, I, I love this. I love this sport, and I love this company, and, I, and I'm just I'm thankful to, to be a part of it. You know, did, was it always wrestling? You know, because you were a football player, and you know, you you could have went that route. You could have went with your background. You could have gone the MMA route. And was it just because of what your dad and uncle did in wrestling that you that wrestling was the natural path, or was there a different route you could have possibly went? Uh, I mean. This is always what I've wanted to do since I was a kid. This is just, I love WWE. Um, I love sports entertainment, and, and this is my dream. This is always what I've always wanted to do, no matter what. So, um, man, I, 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 this is a dream come true. I'd rather be no place else in the world than right here, WWE. What's your first memory of wrestling? Because I remember the first memory of your dad was when he challenged Ric Flair for the NWA heavyweight title. And I remember seeing your uncle back in the glory days of the Steiners when they were facing teams like Doom and the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express and teams like that. What is your first memory of pro wrestling? Um, I mean, obviously I was in the locker room as a kid with my dad and stuff, but um, my first, like, real... Just thing that got me into wrestling was uh, I, don't know, I don't know how old it was, maybe 12, 13, something in there. And um, WrestleMania 27 was in Atlanta, which is where I lived at. Yeah. And I think my brother and dad went to the show. Okay. And they came back with a cup and it had like the, you know, the poster of the card on it, it had Triple H on the front. And you know, I remember like looking at Triple H and was like, "Who the hell is this guy? Like, he's huge." Yeah. And I remember like looking, and then I like looked him up, and then I just started watching like him and and the show every week from there on out, and that's how I got into it. You know, I thought. You know, did you just talk to get the chance to talk to Triple H? Because I don't know if he's fully back yet with you guys and uh, and everything. But did you get a chance to talk to him after the match at all, or no? No, I, I haven't. Um, I, I've, I've talked to him briefly, like when when I first got here, and um, you know, but that's that's really it. I haven't I haven't really had much discussion with him. How much of a help has Sean been? Because I know Sean Michaels has been running this ship since Triple H has been gone, dealing with with his personal health issues. And how much of a help has Sean been to your growth? Oh, Sean's been unbelievable, man. He's he's freaking awesome. Um, He's, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about him and the leadership that he, he's imposed and the role that he stepped into. And, um, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's fantastic. I, I love showing up to work every day and you know, I get to freaking work for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> you know, like, like, 
freaking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where you just got you kind of have to like pinch yourself, and you're like, oh my god, I Man, get to come here, and he's right there. Freaking Shawn Michaels, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you watch? Who do you do? You how much tape do you study? You know, because like you said, you know you you've only had a short time in the business, and you said you studied Triple H a little bit. But is there any is there anyone else where you just watch the network on Peacock and just try to just try to gain do little, gain little things here and there? Yeah, I watch uh, I watch a lot of Goldberg. I watch a lot of Steve Austin. Obviously, I watch my dad and uncle a lot as well. But um, uh, here recently, I've been watching a lot of The Undertaker and some of his WrestleMania matches over again. And um, you know, it's more for it's it's. I obviously love the matches and everything, but it's more for an educational purposes. I'm I'm trying to study and see what they're doing, and um, you know, just watch these professionals, veterans of the game, and these guys are the best of the best. And I just. It, we have such we have such unlimited resources, you know what I mean. I try to use them as much as I can. So like, I, I, any any time I can go back and watch tape and figure out, you know, what these guys are doing, and you know, just like anything I can pick up on to make me better, I'm gonna do it. What did you learn from watching some of those matches of the Undertaker? He takes his time, man. He's very he makes moments out of things, and he's very methodical and just. Um, He's so he's so damn good. I mean, it's just <clears throat> he's he's got this ability. It's like draws you draws your attention, your undivided attention, and it's like you know now it's like you know we have social media, we have cell phones, we have internet, we have all this stuff that's like you know you can, can can draw your attention and stuff. But like when he's on the screen, it's he's just got this undeniable like. All eyes are on him, like watching him the whole time. He's in his entrance in the ring, just like anything he's doing. And he's he's just uh, he's freaking one of the best ever, if not the best ever. I mean, he's unbelievable. Have you had a chance at all, Braun, to pick his brain or not yet? No, I ha- I haven't met him yet. Man, that's one of those where you, man. I can only just imagine when you get to meet him because I I would, I would just imagine how much you'd be able to learn from him. Just it's easy, like they say, it's easy to you know the watch. Not easy, but you can watch the tape. But actually getting that actual conversation and in the, in that time with him, I can only be invaluable. I would think. Yeah, yeah, I, it, it, that'll be a cool moment whenever it happens. Uh, I hope it happens, uh, you know, down the line somewhere. But he's he's a big role model for me. You know, I thought one of them, and I was watching this before we, before you guys called, and I thought a really cool moment after the show last night, your dad got in the ring, and, and I can just, I could see in your face how much that meant to you, and, because I was wondering where your dad was, I was thinking about it when I was watching the match last night, and I'm like, man, I wonder if Rick's there, and, you know, and then, they, then WWE released a video afterwards, and how much does that mean just to you to have your dad there and see you win in your biggest moment to date? Um, it was awesome, man. It was just, just uh, that's a moment that I'll never forget. It's just huge. Uh, it's the first time he's ever seen me perform. Oh, wow. Um, awesome. Yeah. So it was cool, man. It was, uh, that's a cool moment. Like I said, I'll never forget that. That's going to be something that goes 
you know, picture that goes on the wall in my, my house or, you know, it's, it was cool, man. It was a surreal moment. I love the fact that you barked. You barked like your dad. That was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I got, I'm a bit, I started watching wrestling when I was very young and through the attitude era and up till right now. And I thought that was so cool. I was like wondering, I'm like, Oh my God, please bark, please bark together. (laughs) I'm thinking that in my mind, dude, the, the fan in me was hoping for it. And I thought that was so cool when you did that. <laughs> I'm glad you think so, man. I'm just I'm doing my job. <laughs> you know, and the one thing I love about you, and I was talking to someone last, a couple of people last night in the business, and I was talking to a couple of friends about you last night because they were asking me what I thought. And I think the, and the a couple of things I said was you just stand out. You watch the TV and you just stand out. It's like, I don't want to turn the TV off and turn on, because I'm based in Chicago, I can turn on the Bulls, or I can turn on the Blackhawks, I can turn on a game yeah. on ESPN. You're on, I want to watch. And that's a rare trait in this business, in this day of age. And you got the presence of your uncle, you have your dad's moveset, but you'll sprinkle in like a hurricane, like a Frankensteiner like your uncle, or you'll do... Or you just do something your your uncle or nor your dad did, and you just do a standing moonsault for craps and giggles. And I like the <laughs> fact that you just intertwine their skill set, but you're also making everything your own, and and you're standing out. And I think a trait in this day of age that you rarely don't see. And I think that's a big testament to you. Yeah, um, it's it's been an honor for me, like I said, just to be a part of this company and. Um, WWE is, is, is the greatest company in the world and I just can't be more thankful enough just to be a part of this just be here um, it's, it's such an honor for me and and you know I get to further along my family's legacy and also carve my own path at the same time as well and, um, it's, it's just such a great honor for me do you feel like you'll ever do you feel like you're you came out of your uncle and dad's shadow last night? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would like to think that I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm carving, I'm, I'm, on, my own, I'm on my own way. And, um, you know, obviously I, I, I do some things that, because I do some things similar to them. I mean, he's my dad. So, I mean, things are going to be similar. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's my dad. So, I mean, um, you know, they're my family. So it's, uh, it's more of me just paying a tribute to them and paying them my respects because they laid the groundwork for me. They paved the way. And it's my job to pay my respects as a young guy and as their, you know, as there's, as my dad's son and to make him proud and to make my uncle proud and to be respectful and, and, um, you know, carry on what they've what they've laid for me and make my own way and i'm and i know we're short on time i do want to ask you though about tomaso and you know he he just seemed the chemistry with you guys just watching those couple of matches the chemistry is so good between you for a guy that you've only been in the business a short amount of time and he's been in the business 15 years plus and how much has it meant to work with tomaso champa and how has he helped you grow as a performer um it's meant the world to me man Tommaso Ciampa is a phenomenal human being um he's a phenomenal performer he's one of if not the best 
sports entertainer to ever step foot in an NXT ring. That's a fact. So I can't say I have the utmost respect for him. He's taught me so many things about just life, about this business. He's he's nothing but a stand-up professional. He's a leader in this locker room. He's a leader of this brand. Um, I mean, he, he's just uh, he's the top of the heap, man. He, he's a fantastic person. I cannot say enough good things about him. I have, like I said, the utmost respect in the world for Tommaso Ciampa. What's next? Um... I don't know, man. We'll see. I have no idea. I guess uh, my plan, I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll go down to the ring and open it up. Anybody wants to come get their ass kicked and walk down here. Ooh. It's a little bit like your uncle there. I like um, that. We'll find out. I don't know. I like that. You, you sound just like your uncle there in that little short little promo there. <laughs> just don't do. Just don't dye your goatee. I never liked that about your uncle. He, I didn't like that die goatee, but, but but he could cut one hell of a promo. But no, Ron, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. I know you're busy. It means a lot for the time. Thank you so much. Congratulations on becoming the NXT Heavyweight Champion. Take as many pictures as you can. Have fun. And I look forward to talking to you again sometime in 2022, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. All right. Thank you. All right. A big thank you to the NXT Heavyweight Champion of the World, Braun Breaker, beating Tommaso Ciampa at Tuesday's New Year's Evil on WWE NXT. You can catch NXT on USA every Tuesday, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. For such a short amount of time in the business, he's catching on fairly quickly. He made some mistakes in the match near the end with Ciampa, but overall, if you're looking at the totality of the match the match was the match was pretty good and he's evolving he's growing he can he's a good promo and he's got a great presence and i said this to him and this wasn't kissing his ass you watch him on tv and he just stands out it's something those are the talents you want where you're not looking at your phone you're not looking somewhere else you're not getting up going to the bathroom grabbing a bite to eat you're not turning off the remote when he's on, you're glued to your couch, and you're and you're focusing your attention on the TV, or if you're in the venue, you're focusing on him in the ring. That's talent that can change the game. He can be a game changer. I just don't have faith in his company to do that with him. I don't. I don't know why I want them to. Wrestling can use more megastars. They can use more stars in general. Hopefully he can be it for what they are looking for because he can be that guy. I really, really do. But thank you to Braun Breaker for the time. I want to thank WWE for reaching out to for me to talk to Braun. It's, I always appreciate what WWE does. It's really appreciated. I want to get to, NX, get to AEW really quickly before we go. And I thought... <laughs> A very, I thought a very good show. They opened with Danielson and Adam Page, the rematch for the heavyweight title. And before I get to my thoughts on the match, I put on Twitter that I didn't like the match positioning. 
of that. I felt that should have closed the show. I put that out on Twitter, and that led to a conversation I had with Tony Khan, the president, the owner, the CEO, the head booker, the head cheese of All Elite Wrestling. And he made the argument of why they went here, went there. And I got where he was coming from. He's like, how can it go, something about how can it go 60, I'm not paraphrasing, like, it was along the lines of how can it go 60, and we still got Jay Cargill, and Ruby Soho, we got Lucha, we got Lucha Bros, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus for the tag titles, we got Jericho, MJF, and I'm like, I still would have closed with it, because, and I explained, and I asked him, I'm like, just, my perspective is, Still is, and it was then, and it still is now. To build that rating, because more people, then you're going to get more people to watch. Cargill, you're going to get more people to watch than the tag titles. You're just building and building and building and building and building. But I got his theory of start with the biggest match and then put something, put on one of our big stars right after that. People will still watch and you keep going and going. I can see that method. I don't agree with it in this case because we already seen them open the show, but we'll see if it works. And I thought it was a very good, and I thought it was a very, very respectful and very good conversation because I want to know the mind of the booker, the person running the show, signing the paychecks. I want to understand where they are coming from, and I can get that. I get it. Now I do, and I respect that, and I respect Tony Khan for doing that. It was a really good show. Like, Paige and Danielson, five stars. I'll Dave Meltzer that shit. Five stars. They were bleeding. Told a good story with the arm. Then you went. they went to the cuts. They told so the bleeding. They told so such a good story. Paige hits the buckshot to retain the belt. I would have went with the title. I know people don't agree with that. Ah, oh, Paige is only two months in, but I was all for that until last night. You always gauge to me that New York metro area is your biggest market. How does the crowd react in the number one media market in the world? You keep the belt on Paige. Right move for now. And you, I really do. Last night showed me. Wednesday night showed Okay, good move. Then you had MJF and Punk was, that storytelling is phenomenal. MJF supposed to face Captain Sean Dean. Punk runs right in. MJF runs out. Punk gives Dean a GTS. Gets disqualified. He beats MJF by DQ. Keeps goading. They're talking about. Talking about, um. Roddy Piper and MJF talking about he's the one going to go to WrestleMania. We'll go there and main event. And Punk's talking about buy, you know, main event night four to buy one, buy one so you can get one free. And then you're going to get a night four and you're going to get released. And that just a good, very good verbal exchange, exchange that ended with Punk telling that Punk's going to be facing Wardlow next week, which we can see where that's going to go. But the, the storytelling, top notch. Cargill and Soho, 
was good, and then it was good. It wasn't very good. It never hit that next level. I thought it was good. I think the right move, the way you've been pushing Jade, I think Ruby's eventually going to get the belt, but I think for right now, I think that was the right move. The way they're building Cargill, I thought she looked good. My wife was a fan. My wife's more of a fan of the AEW. I made her watch wrestling this week. She was more interested in that than she was Monday Night Raw. I will say. She asked a lot more questions. And I even told that the Dodie guy, and he got to like, chuckle out of that one. Um, but. So, yeah, so that was the conversation there. And then. And went, I think it was. Jericho, I forgot. Jericho cut a promo, which led to 2.0 coming out. And then they beat Daniel Garcia coming from behind. He beat them down. And we've seen Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston come and run them off because they're going to be scoring off in a street fight on on, uh, Friday's edition of Rampage. So just really good stuff there. Good to see Jericho back. Everyone loves Judas. I was singing because I'm a fan. Fan. I'm a fan of this, first and foremost. And then, you know, yeah, Malachi Black and Pillman, better than I expected until the end. Really liked what I saw from Brian Pillman Jr. Really, really did. I'm loving that with Malachi Black. Phenomenal character. When's he going to be in the main event? I'd love to see him in the main event spot or a big-time title match. On Dynamite or a special or something along there, just. Then he previewed Saturday's Battle of the Belts, Cody Sammy Guevara 3, the TNT title, and then uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD against Riho. They had a skirmish in the back after they t- Tony talked to uh, Ruby Soho. Baker, Jamie Hayter, and uh, oh my god, what's the other? I forget the other chick's name. They beat her. Rebel. They beat down Ruby Soho. Here came Riho laying the SmackDown. Then he had the tag title match. Great way to close the show. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defeated the Lucha Bros to win the tag titles. Awesome match. Glad to see Jungle Boy get the pin on Penta. Ray Phoenix unfortunately broke his arm right at the end of the match when uh, Luchasaurus choked him through the table. He could tell something was wrong, but I wasn't exactly sure what was wrong. But he did break his arm. Hopefully, Ray Phoenix will be okay and he'll be back sooner, sooner than later. Bigger, better, stronger than ever. Great main event. I thought 85% of this show was a very, 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 very. Great tag title match, great opener, great segment with MJF and Punk. Actually, I'll give it 95%, because most of the show was good until the end of Pillman and Black and the end of Cargill and Soho was a little clunky, but 95%, very strong A for this edition of Dynamite. But imagine people will like that. I, I'm, I'm rating, I'm reviewing, give a little bit of it, give, give an A to Dynamite. I only watched Breaker and Chop of NXT, so I'll give that an A2 because that was a really good match. I enjoyed that. But a huge thank you to Braun Breaker for the interview. It means a lot. It's greatly appreciated. Do not forget, guys, coming up next week, I was going to air this podcast tomorrow. 
but I'm going to save it for next week. The one and only, because I'm not going to write the article till next week, with the one and only DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Talk about his new podcast, DDP Snake Pit, that he's doing with Jake the Snake Roberts, number one for wrestling podcasts. So make sure you guys check that out. It's DDP, Jake the Snake Roberts, and the one and only Conrad Thompson. It's on podcast seat, so make sure you guys check that out. Before that, you check out the Walkway to Fight Club. A lot of great interviews. We got Brock Breaker. We got Frank Sanchez. We got Bill Goldberg. We got Canelo Alvarez. You name it, it's there. They're all in the archives. Tommaso Ciampa's in the archives as well, so make sure you guys check that out. We're available anywhere, guys. Everywhere, everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all your favorite podcasting platforms. That's enough of me. I'm going to go. I'll talk to you guys later. And, and don't forget, you can find a Walkway to Fight Club. We have the YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Walkway to Fight Club. And don't forget also on Instagram, Walkway to Fight Club, all in lowercase letters. We also have a Twitter page, at Walkway Fight. And also a Facebook page. Just type in the search bar, the Walkway to Fight Club, and we are there. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. S. Mulehausen Jr. That's S M U E H L H A U S C N J R. Don't forget, download, subscribe, rate, and review on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. This is Stephen Mulehausen, and I will talk to you guys next week. Mwah!